go. I am Iron Man. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Where's the trigger? Where is it? Oh, you never give it to an ordinary citizen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Loser Podcast, <laughs> episode number 67. That absurd noise you hear is Cody Polson <laughs> over there. I made a wildcat sound. Yeah, he's got a wildcat hoodie on, or sweater, sorry. But I'm your host, as always, Kieran here. Happy to be back. <laughs> Cody's just taking oh. my intro, and it's off the rails right now. Um, well, you should have included me on the last podcast, you son of a bitch. You didn't want to be part of it. You vehemently denied any, any and wanting... A single text on it. We have a text. I will, I'll screenshot it, put it out for I'll the people I'll screenshot it. I'll put out the truth. The truth. It sounds like Trump right there. I'll put out the truth. I'll put out the transcript. <laughs> the transcript. The non-doctored or edited transcript. But go on, uh, keep introducing yes. whatever the hell this is. So, yeah, we have a jam-packed ep- Not really a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking mainly Joker today. We uh, got to check it out this past week. Uh, super excited to be talking about that. We have like three, four news topics to get to. But other than that, it's going to be mainly Joker talk. Non-spoiler, then spoiler. Good time, Cody. All right, well, news story one. Go ahead. News story get it over with. number one. Uh, Birds of Prey dropped a trailer this week. Um, the, I guess like the long-awaited trailer. People kind of been wondering where it, has, where it was. We got little teasers here and there. We got posters and such. So the Margot Robbie-led film, uh, her sequel, I guess, to Suicide Squad. Uh, Cody, what did you kind of make of the trailer? Uh, that's it. That's your thoughts on the trailer. It was whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really honestly like so much the character of Harley Quinn uh, on the big screen. Harley Quinn's role is to be a servant. It just, uh, I like in the animated series, but it just feels like a, I don't know, it, not for me, maybe. Fair enough. Uh, but... I wasn't really, and this is a teaser, so not much there to unpack, I guess, but if this is on par with uh, something like some of the, the stunt work we see in with like a Black Widow or, um, or even some choreography with like uh, Charlize Theron and Atomic Blonde, I don't know if it's like a, if this movie has more to offer me in particular other than just like uh, the Harley Quinn character and and all that, I think I could get excited for it mm. if I know it's just a bunch of kick-ass uh, violence and gunfights, fist fights, girl on girl. I'll be into it. <laughs> well, girl but on girl. For, for now, the teaser doesn't really do much for me. Right. Um, if I knew this was, I mean, this is going to be a Todd direct sequel, right? 
essentially. To suicide Squad kind of. I mean, of the Suicide Squad, the new movie is kind of, you know, yeah. And I'm still a little weird about the, especially having seen Joker. Now I'm like, do I really care about the DCEU in any capacity? Right. Even though it probably won't hint towards it all. So uh, Shazam uh, was in that same universe, and I really like that one. I could for this, but the trailer itself and Harley Quinn and her whole character, uh, just not a favorite of mine right? Uh, just to begin with. So I was just whatever with it. What about you? Um, yeah, I, no, I liked it. I, I think it's going to be like kind of like Shazam in which it loosely connects to the uh, DCEU. Like, I don't think you'll see like Jared Leto's Joker kind of show up and be like this figure in it at all. I don't really think that. I liked the look of the trailer. I like that it's like super colorful. It looks like it's just kind of wonky and insane and crazy and weird. Um, I like that Ewan McGregor's in it, that he kind of plays Black Mask, this big kind of bossy kind of, you know. That's a pro for me. Ewan McGregor in anything. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's, you can talk me into this. Go on. He's, you know, he plays a, a gay uh, a gay mob boss kind of guy as well. So <clears throat> don't see many gay mob bosses. You don't. All right. So he must be a pretty, uh, pretty big influence in the movie. So, um, yeah, but I, I, like I said, it's super like just wonky. I like the feel of like, you know, like Black Canary and you have Huntress and you have Renee Montoya and C- Cassandra Kane in this movie. Um, team up movies with, with this many, uh, fantastical characters, I feel like I'm getting be getting another Suicide Squad, and uh, that kind of scares me a little bit. Where we didn't get much from, like I, I pretty much only liked Deadshot, Harley uh, to an extent, and then Captain. What was the other guy? Boomerang. Boomerang. No, no, he's all right. But uh, who's the leader? Oh, Colonel Rick Fra- Rick Flag. I guess yeah, the, they were all right. But uh, this is Katana. There were so many other characters. He's um, got my back. I don't know. I guess I, I just prefer if I'm going to get this kind of movie with a bunch of a cast of characters and it's going to be uh, a very much a comic book movie. Right. I'm looking for more, for my own personal taste, uh, some cool stunt work, action set pieces. If that's there, I'll probably have a good time. Like one of the things, though, about like Suicide Squad that was like so broken about that movie was like the villain. Right, remember like the enchantress, the evil Terrible. devil. Who's the villain in this one? Uh, you Black Mask, yeah. Black Mask will be the villain. The Does evil he have any powers? And... Not really, no. Um, especially not in like this form. Like he gets his mask later on. Well, probably that probably works movie. for her anyway, because right, she doesn't have any powers. No, she just has I a big hammer. Her running around with a hammer in, in a, a world with guns never made much sense to me. Right. Um, I like that one shot in the movie where I can't remember which character it was, but like. They stomp on this dude's like leg and it like snaps and it, like it gave me like Quentin Tarantino like Kill Bill vibe. It's like it like zooms in the guy on the guy's face really quickly who like got his leg snapped. So if we get some, uh, some I feel like it's gonna be like Kill Bill. That's what I'm saying. Violence. I think it's, that yeah. Be cool. Is it rated R? Yeah, rated R. Yeah. All right. So I think I we're gonna see like Quentin Tarantino vibes to this movie um, as well. So I'm I'm excited for it. Listen, there's only so much you can take from like test screenings and stuff like that but there's been positive test screenings about this movie i think it's gone through two screenings and they've both mm-hmm. been very positive i mean i thought the joker idea was dumb like oh, yeah. a year and a half ago right and look how it turned out so absolutely um but yeah i'm positive on it and listen like you said it's a teaser 
I think this one focused on like Harley because she's a well-known character. I think probably the next trailer we get, whenever it is, probably like three or four months from now. Not really three or four months from now. That movie comes out in like three months. Right. Um, but whatever the next one is, we'll focus on like, you know, uh, Black Canary and Huntress and stuff like that. So, so yeah, Kieran's positive. I'm, I'm in positive the middle. And uh, what do you guys think? We definitely want to know what you guys think as well. So tweet in or write in or whatever you do. Um, Cody, the next thing is Marvel announced that they will be releasing a massive Infinity Saga set with every single movie from Iron Man to Spider-Man Far From Home. Price tag, five. $550. $550. And some extra like content. Like There's like a disc that will be included that includes like never before seen like behind the scenes and deleted scenes. Yeah, tell me about stuff. that. Uh, d- does each movie have the original features that came on the original release? The original ones and then there's a sing- then there's a singular disc that has a massive collection of uh, okay. unseen footage before. As long as you're getting the original like behind the scenes stuff for yes. every film and right. additional stuff, I think it's worth it if you don't already own the films. What's the price tag on it? 550, right? 550? Yeah. Huh, it could be. Uh, it depends on how big of a fan you are, I guess. Like I own um, almost all, maybe like three fourths of the the films. Right. Maybe a little less, but the ones that I definitely will rewatch and, and love the most. So I don't think I'll get this since I already have the ones I would rewatch anyway. But right. it looks like a pretty cool set, especially if it has all the content that it needs to have, and it's not like shorting on any of that. Right. They they released a clip from it. Kevin Feige, I think he won like a Saturn award or something like that. And he like did a video message to accept it. And he like was like, oh, yeah, like we have this extra scene. It was like an alternate take of the uh, after credit scene in Iron Man with mm-hmm. Nick Cage and or not Nick Cage. Why I say Nick Cage? Nick Fury. <laughs> Instead that, of Nick Fury, it's just <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> right. Yeah. He just cut, that would be great. Don't oh, go. We're going to steal. The Declaration of Independence. That's a great Nicolas Cage impersonation. I will say that's one of the better ones. Thanks. Wow. That's a good movie, by the way. I do uh, like National Treasure. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I'll be hanging out with Joe. And <laughs> I don't know why I'm hanging out with Joe. I don't know why I hang out with him. I think yeah. he's a piece of shit, but yeah. we're hanging out. No, but I don't know why when I'm hanging out with Joe and like we were watching TV, like on like cable or whatever, like National Treasure is always on, and it's always on the scene where they put the the lemon juice on the, uh, oh right, on the on the Independence. Uh, so I was just like, fuck, John Voight's in there. He's just like, what kind of right. document is this? Um, but yeah, so I would buy this if, especially if you don't own the movies like we do. I mean, I think I have pretty much all the movies I ever want from the MCU. I don't, I don't have like Captain Marvel or I don't have. Like, oh, why is that? Because it's not a very good movie. No, oh. it's a very average movie. Um, like I don't have like Thor: The Dark World. Like why would I ever need to own that movie? But um, some of the extra content it sounds pretty cool. But five fifty that's a pretty steep that's a pretty steep price to pay for some movies. But if you think about it, that's what uh... I'm sure. Like it adds up, right? To like, how many some, films is it? Uh, twenty four now. Twenty four. Five fifty divided by twenty four. Nineteen. Wait. So wait. No. Sorry. Sorry. Infinity War was nineteen. That means Captain Marvel was twenty. No. Wait. Ant Man the Wasp was twenty. Twenty one was Captain Marvel. Twenty two would have been Endgame. Twenty three would be Spider Man Far From Home. So twenty three movies. So after tax, maybe like twenty five, twenty six bucks a pop. That's right. a, That's still a little up there. But if the yep. bonus content, the collectible casings included in it. Right. Again, I think it's worth it if you. Don't already have the films. Right. I would tend to agree with you. 
Um, moving on, uh, Bob Iger, actually a report came out from The Hollywood Reporter, and Bob Iger kind of confirmed this, but that Tom Holland was essentially the reason why Spider-Man stayed in the MCU, that he kind of went to both Sony and Disney and was like, hey, look at this. These are what the fans are saying. These are what the people want. Why can't we Don't try to work this out? Don't screw this up now. Right. Yeah, and I, I think I'd maybe discuss this with the... Uh in the podcast before last, the one that I was on. But it made sense at least for one more film to include like Spider-Man with the MCU in some degree, especially because they passed the torch to to Peter in uh, Far From Home. And then there's that surprise ending where he's exposed to, at the end. I feel like uh, Happy would need to help him out in, in, in some way. You've got to have like a a conclusion to uh, to Peter and his interaction in the MCU and and uh, and all its characters and again with that torch passing passing you don't have to like bring up Iron Man I think past this next third movie right but you needed at least one more movie otherwise it would have felt really weird yeah unless definitely. you just jumped in time but and still not mentioning at all at all Tony and his influence and the snap I mean would they still mention the snap I guess I I don't know. But you Definitely makes sense to continue, right? You basically kind of have to wean yourself off of the MCU references if right. you're if you're going to go. I, I think there's going to be more movies in the MCU. I don't think it'll just be like these two movies, but well, he gets uh, the the contract or whatever it is a deal they made was he's going to appear Tom Holland in another film outside of One More Spider Man as well, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and and he'll probably appear in also the Sony Marvel movies as well. So he probably appear in like Venom two or something along those lines, which would be fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I say with Joe, I know some people might get confused by that, but it's not my job to like convey, you know, the, who is in what universe that's Kevin Feige and Sony's job. Like I know which one, so it's their job to figure it out. Um, but I do think it was like cool for like Tom Holland to kind of go through this whole scenario and ordeal trying to get it back. Now, this kind of points to me like that he was probably not cool with not being in the, in the MCU. Right. Um, I know he said it was like, Oh, well, Spider-Man's in good hands with Sony and stuff. I, that was PR stuff, but clearly he was not really wanting to probably play the character if it was not going to be in the MCU anymore. I wonder if there's anything, do you think it was like he went in and was like, I'll, I'll sign something under the table right now saying I'll be in like three more Sony movies if you allow one more to be like co-financed and have a shared universe with with, uh, with Disney. I wonder what he exactly I highly doubt that it was like he called up Bob Iger and the the person from Sony like Tim Rothman or and something. it was like can't we work Tom this Rothman. out guys? The fans are saying they want it worked out. Right. And, and they were they, all of a sudden they're like, "Wow, I, we'll sacrifice all this money." I didn't expect to hear from you. Sure, we'll we'll work it out. Right. I wonder what exactly was uh was said. Right, because the report was basically said that the deal was 100% dead before Tom Holland did anything yeah. with it. So, yeah, I would have loved, like, if there was, like, a behind-the-scenes documentary crew that Tom Holland created or made or something like that, I was like, we're going to do this. That would be fantastic. But That's uh, um, that's pretty... Um, I'm mean, sure he I'm sure he had to do something. Like, he had to give some sort of reinsurance to, like, Sony to say, like, he's, I'm not just... He's gonna... newer to the, the, to the universe here, of course, but, I mean... Chris Hemsworth kind of flexed his muscle and uh, and got like the production of Ragnarok to take place in Australia. Right. To, you know, to agree to be in another one. So I think it's cool that 
as much. I mean, obviously they're actors and like filthy rich, and they probably live really comfortable lives. But at the same time, they put in a lot of work. It's nice to see that they uh, have a voice in all of this. They're not just like pawns by the studios, right? You know what I mean. And if the actors are happy, I think you're only going to get better movies out of the from you know better performances better absolutely it would be a co-producing what have you um if the actors are happy there's i think a lot to be excited for in future projects because they'll want to stick around you know if they take a break from now uh and come back a decade later they uh they have some i don't know foot in the door where they're in some kind of control have some kind of influence on things i think that's gonna entice them to be a part of it still Right. No, I agree. I agree. You want to keep Tom Holland as happy as you can be as as happy as he can be in the role because he has had a lot of success. A lot of people do like his rendition of Peter Parker and Spider Man, so um And playing those characters, I feel like once you inhabit them for so long, you do have a good kind of handle on where you think they would go yourself. You know what I mean? Right. You don't have to just leave it in the hands of uh like a Feige or, or another producer or writer i think very much collaborating with the actors uh makes for better movies always and plus he had like one of the greatest responses to the news when he posted that wolf of wall street clip oh right like i'm not fucking leaving yeah (laughs) yeah good call for you to put that clip out i feel like he was like relieved like super relieved to be back in the mcu so um moving on to our last bit of news before we get to joker like i said slow slow news week for us but um Martin Scorsese basically commented on the MCU. Cody, did you see what he, he basically said? Yeah, said he wasn't a fan. They were or hadn't seen him. They were like, uh, what? Not y- cinema. Not yeah, not cinema. They were more like uh, what? Inter- you just say the quote. I can't, I can't remember. Right. It. I have the uh, the quote right here. Let me pull it up right here. Um, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest uh, I can think of them as being made with actors doing their best under the circumstances is theme parks. Theme is, parks. That's what it yeah. was. It is in the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. I like, this is so dumb. Like, why do you say this? This is so fucking stupid. Like cinema is cinema. It's either all cinema or none of it's cinema. Yeah. It's either art or it's not art. Like how can you just distinguish that this person you make, crime mobster movies but if somebody makes something about like fucking Thanos snapping the universe out it's like not art the literal differences in the between the movies i can understand there being a cinematic difference in right in quality maybe absolutely yeah. but uh but as far as like i mean it's what turns people off from like lord of the rings or anything sci-fi or horror related you, you can still have themes uh very much that are relatable to the audience uh uh, themes of loss, of finding your place in the world, uh, etc. In these superhero movies, I mean, that's why we think that Endgame is so good because we are emotionally invested in all the characters. Um, yeah, but I can say that and like move on and not give a shit. I'm still gonna, you know, watch Scorsese. He's just an older guy that yeah. the, these didn't connect with him. Right. Yeah. Just uh, again, I, I disagree with the quote but I, at the same time i just who cares i'm gonna go see the irishman i'm hyped out of my mind for it 
You're going to go see it? In theaters, yeah, I'd like to. You, but you're not going to wait for it to just come on Netflix like two weeks later? I think uh, Scorsese films are worth seeing on the big screen if you can. You're going to go three hours into the fucking... Man. I already did that once this we'll year. See. I don't we'll know. See. I mean, I might go. If, if everybody's going, I might go. But yeah, I just thought there was like a stupid fucking quote. Like, why, like, why say this? Like, why... You're a director. You've made great movies. You've made good movies. You've made bad movies. Who are you to like sit there and criticize somebody of saying, mm. oh, your movies are not art. Your movies are not cinema, but mine are. Like, come on. He's made some shit movies. Like, he's one of the greatest producers, directors of all time. What's a movie you didn't like of his in, in recent memory? Well, now you're going to make me pull up the, yes, the I filmography am. right now. I can't think of a bad Scorsese film I've seen. Let me see right quick. Goodfellas is awesome, of course. Uh, I even love Shutter Island. That's one that was kind of on the fence uh, for people. Yeah, I, didn't, I I did not like Shutter Island that much. It was all right. It was it was Taxi Driver, average. of course, ties into great. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he has amazing, amazing, amazing movies. Uh, let's see, IMDb, really quick. We're pulling it up on the fly. Um, I need to find the ones that like are him as directors, though. Let's see. I don't think you you can pinpoint a bad film. He's Maybe directed not. 60 it, titles. Yeah, 64. I never saw Silence with uh, with um, Adam Driver. Hmm. Let's see. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Shutter Island's not a good movie. Uh, people didn't really like Hugo, did they? I never saw Hugo. Did I love you? Shutter Island. The Departed's great. Departed's really good. Aviator. You like The Aviator? Yeah. I don't like the Aviator. Casino. Uh, it's all right. It's Cape happening. Fear. I watched not too long ago. Probably Shutter Island. Raging Bull, of course. I uh, I really like Shutter Island. You do? Yeah, I like uh, the. It was a different type of film for him, but I I like the that the mystery. Oh, uh, Silence. Uh, that's that one with Adam Driver in it. Right. Yeah, that's, I want to. That's pretty it. average, right? I never saw it. Yeah, I never saw it either. But I heard. I think I remember people saying it was average. Nevertheless. But like, to me, my my point is like I just get don't, your point out. That is why, like, why, like, just come out and like just shit on. This right, there's no universe. real. You could have worded it like, uh, they're not for me. They're not the movies that I would make. You could say all those things, which you don't have to word it. Um, no one has to word anything really in a particular way if they don't want to. Um, but you'd think as experienced. As experienced as you are, you would think that you would word it a bit more. Like, I mean, he seems like a real nice guy as well. Like, just uh, right. No there's doubt. clearly a lot. I wonder of, if it has something to do with then. like the Joker came out. His production team worked on it. You know, he probably made a version of a superhero movie that he would create, and it was like super successful. I'm just wondering, it's like something to do with it. And he may have, I mean, this is just like a quote in his mind. He may have meant it as like, absolutely, yeah. You're not uh, getting like these strong character studies or whatever as you are, like as much of it's more spectacle in superhero films compared to my movies. But I mean, ultimately, it's like, a, who cares at the end of the day? Just like move on. It's like, you know, right. trending and there's articles being written about it. It's like, it's all exhausting. I just don't care. You don't care anything. I don't care about anything or anyone. <laughs> what a bad boy over here, huh? Bad boy for life. It's really annoying. Oh man, I know you're not going to get yourself a chicken uh, 
chicken salad sandwich over there. My sweet little girl made me a. Don't a that's sandwich. that's weird. That's huh? Weird. My sweet little girl. Well, she's shorter than me. That's like the, that's like a thing that a pedophile says right before you like rapes like a little girl. Good God! Listen, this is my podcast. Have I can been, say whatever the have fuck you been I looking want. Looking into pedophile videos. Listen, you're the one who made the quote, the comment. Just okay. move on to the next story. Well, the next story Asshole. is Joker. Oh, we're at the end of the. Yeah. Right. I, okay. Yeah. Quick, quick news segment this week because I really wanted to spend most of the time that we have on the podcast talking about Joker. Fair enough. Um, so Joker came out this week estimated to have a very successful opening weekend of 90, 92 million something yeah like that? 90 million plus is that more than uh is that more than justice league it has a bigger opening weekend projected than like justice league like wonder woman logan um wow. i saw that so i thought logan came out in like march what are you talking about i'm just saying in general oh i thought you were talking about the month of october no 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 uh logan came out in february i believe um but yeah, so with with uh, Todd Phillips directing, of course, everybody knows him from the Hangover movies as well as War Dogs. You have um, Joaquin. Oh, I've got the list here. Okay, go ahead. Biggest October openings. Number one is Venom from last year, eighty million. So it's projected to beat that. It it not yeah. world not worldwide, but yeah. domestic. Right. Uh, Halloween last year, seventy six. Dang, that Halloween last year was a big. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 that was never mind. This is all just October. Sorry. After that, it's pretty good uh, amount of money between Halloween and Gravity. But yeah, good on uh, good on Joker. And I haven't heard yeah. of any like incidents in theaters, so everybody was safe. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about it here in a little bit. But um, like I said, Todd Phillips directing. You have Joaquin Phoenix starring with Robert De Niro's as he beats uh, Francis Conroy, Brett Cullen. So uh, that, that's basically your cast there. Um, you know, mixed reviews overall on like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, kind of, I think like the low to mid seventies, it's kind of hovering around, I think it might even dip down to 69. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's certified fresh at like 69, I want to say. Yeah, I think that's right. So we went and checked this movie out. Um, before we get into our thoughts. 70 now, 70 and then 92% audience. Wow, man, what a difference. Um, before we kind of get into our thoughts on the overall movie, Cody, I guess like just Listen, the whole controversy around this movie has been exhausting, and I don't really want to talk about it too much, but um, the people who, like, spread this nonsense of, like, this is going to create violence and um, acts of of terror, mass murders and shootings or whatever, like, should be ashamed of themselves. Like, that was, spe- like, spewing just nonsense yeah, you're, into, into you're the... Yeah. I remember when, like... I like I said I think I said on I said on Blu-ray back talk I was I was in Epcot staying in line in the Frozen ride for like an hour and a half and I saw that the Joker script had leaked and everybody online who like has a blog or whatever was saying oh we, I've read the script it's it's trash it's garbage I mean I didn't read the script I read like some bullet points from it just I was like it couldn't be that bad I've seen the trailer like the trailer looks fine like mm. it looks good like how could it be bad and so everybody had their opinion and then like you know it went to it went to the venice film festival went to tiff and everybody was saying it was really good and it was amazing and then like all those people well you know i, I said it was bad because it was it's a problematic script it, it, it you know it endorses violence and stuff like fuck off just admit that you were wrong why can't a movie be made about that though like what's wrong with endorsing violence 
in a it's a it's a film. I don't I'm not looking for life right. lessons. You can make a film that's particularly violent, uh, and that could be the film part of the film. You know what you take away right. from it. Especially like you look at movies that came out just within the last thirty days, right? Like Rambo, for instance. How much more violent of a movie can you get than Rambo? Well, I right. don't see people like sticking like steel pipe through people's chest or anything like that. Or just in like comic book sense, like Deadpool two that we saw last year. Deadpool two has way more violence than this movie right. does. So like it, you didn't see people going in and you know shooting anybody in the head because of the Deadpool. Like what what is it? What is it about this movie? I don't understand. People just want to scream about something, right? I was just like, are we, okay, is it because it's DC and Warner Brothers, and you know, people who are Marvel fans want to take the piss out of like out of Joker? Like, is it people who just want to create a controversy for no apparent reason? Like, I don't understand it. I think people. I just didn't it, really give it much of my time and energy, to be honest with you. I think people enjoy like getting other people in line with the way they think. Yeah, I think that makes you feel good about yourself, right? Like, I walked in this movie and I was like. Like, I think they had, like, an extra cop at the movie theater, but, like, I didn't, like, give a fuck. I was like, like, nobody's going to do anything. Like, it's so stupid. Like, to me, like, you get the big fuck you of the year award if you were, like, spewing this fucking, like, violence that's going to come to movie theaters or something like that. If yeah. The only people who get a bigger fuck you are the guys who, like, apparently got pissed because they got turned down to see the movie because they came in, like, clown face paint. Fa- face paint. That point, it's like you're a grown man uh, yeah. and a Joker pain, face paint going, just yeah, knock like, it off. Yeah. Like, you sound like a dad. Yeah. Knock it off. Knock it off knock with it the off, face Buster. paint. Go get a job. Yeah, exactly. Go support yourself. So, yeah, um, I think it was all stupid. Really just... Like, it's a no. goddamn movie. I, uh, yeah, yeah, unless you believe, like, movies and video games, like, cause violence, which there's no, like... I don't watch, like, It's Always Sunny and think, what life lesson am I going to learn this episode to apply to my own life? You know, you're just... <laughs> Some people are just dumb beyond redemption. Right. And you just say, well, you're an idiot. And you move on. Yeah, you say, move fuck them. As Robert yeah. De Niro would say, fuck them. That was great. He's on like <laughs> CNN or something like that. Fuck them. He's like, yeah. yeah, Fox News, they might, you know, they probably have some bad things to fuck them. Fuck yeah. them. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, we can't really say that. FCC airwaves, you know. Yeah, He's like, oh, well, it's true. But, um, okay. Yeah. I, I just want to talk about the movie at this point. Let's do so it. Joker came out. Uh, non spoiler review first, guys. So don't have to worry about it if you haven't checked out. But, Cody, what did you make of the movie? Because uh, we didn't get to, we, we we saw each other after the movie, but we did decided that we weren't going to talk about it. Right, right. I don't really know your in depth feelings on it. Well, it's about a, two hours long. It felt uh, well paced. It wasn't trying to tie in to uh, you know, be like a Batman story or a Batman setup or be about Gotham or be about criminality. Is that a word? It was very much a focused film on this one person uh, who is a disturbed individual, has had an unfortunate life, and uh, this is his particular uh, route towards, um, I guess, towards what he eventually feels comfortable being. Uh, feels right. very much like a lost soul, mm-hmm. and then he finds his his own particular place in his own world from his perspective at the end of it. Right. Very much a character... Uh, piece and uh it just so happens to have a couple scenes tying into gotham and the batman universe that i thought were not you know whacking you over that with it i appreciated that yeah but overall i was on the edge of my seat the whole time like i just felt in the score and cinematography and um that score is incredible 
you, you definitely get to, it's a, it's a well-paced film, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on, I was really tense the whole time. Right. And I didn't know what to expect, and that's a, the mark of a good movie when it's got my attention, and I feel really uh, kind of sick, and, and not every movie, but like, you know, if, if a movie is affecting you, whether it's a comedy, making you really just laugh the entire time, if it's a if it's big scale movie, adventure movie like uh, Endgame, you know, with an epic action sequence right. climax, like if you're... Mission Impossible Fallout. Right, if you're into the film and it's making you feel how it's wanting to make you feel, that's the mark of a good uh, a good movie. Right. And uh, yeah, this one felt very original to me. I was uh, I was like, wow, I, I haven't really seen anything quite like that before. And mm-hmm. so I was very pleased with the movie. I liked it a whole lot, actually. Is it um, surface level to a degree? I think sure. But I don't think the movie's trying to overly explain things and you're just getting a right. snapshot of a particular kind of a character in the Joker um, and his brief little change from kind of feeling lost, dealing with some psychological issues into being comfortable in his own insanity. It's not like trying to be this uh, great dive into the human mind or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just it is what it is. And it worked for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, you mentioned the pacing. Like, I felt like the time flew by. Like, it didn't feel like two hours for me. It felt like about an hour and a half, honestly. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to kind of keep on going for about another 15 minutes even. Um, I left the movie feeling, like, very, like, uneasy and, like, a little bit, like, uncomfortable. Like, not in a bad way. Like you said, like, the movie wanted you to feel that way. There was mm-hmm. no way you left that movie, unless you're, like, a sick fuck, and you just, like, were like, man, that was just the yeah. best time in the theater i don't think you've uh felt this like that i don't think this is a spoiler but I, I feel like you could walk out of this movie thinking the joker kind of was like the hero from the movie's perspective mm-hmm. and that was like eerie to That's leave the, the theater thing, yeah. with because this movie addresses a lot of like different things it different you know dresses like mental illness it, mm-hmm. violence it addresses like classism which i thought was like a really great part like it's it kind of pins this like poor aspect of Gotham and the rich aspect of Gotham. And, you know, you can take a side on whichever one you you want. And that's where a lot of criticism comes from. People are like, it really just uh, diluted that real argument. It's like, it's a movie, a two hour movie. You can't get into the specifics of all the different classes. It's like, you got to tell a compelling story. So anyway, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I will say like, you mentioned kind of like the references to the Batman universe or whatever. Like I felt like this was one of the best Gotham cities I've ever seen. It just felt like gross and just kind of grimy yeah. and dirty. I was going to ask, uh, they, uh, did they not film and they didn't film in Chicago. Was it filmed filmed in New York? New York. Yeah. New York? Okay. yeah. New York. Yeah. And you could feel it. Like you could just feel like the cold kind of dark, gloomy kind of feel over the city. Like, Wet, damp and dark and lonely. Right. I've always chilling. said like Metropolis is that, that city that the sun shines on and Gotham is always like the shadow of, yeah, of that, which I felt like you know, it, like nothing felt appealing about that city, which I liked. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, like, what can you say about it? like the man? He's on like screen. I think almost the whole time, the whole time the movie's going, yeah. he's on screen. I can vividly remember like one specific like set that he's not on, but like other than that, it's like he eats the movie the whole time. Like he is just devouring every bit of screen time right. and you are just like encapsulated in who he is. You kind of forget that he's even Joaquin Phoenix at one point. I'm just like, man, like 
oh yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, this is the guy who's portraying this because it's just, I get caught up in like Arthur Fleck and his story and who he is. So I think it's a per- Oscar worthy performance. <clears throat> yes, definitely. I would say. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know like if he'll win, but he'll definitely be nominated, and I hope he wins. You know, some people like Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood earlier in the year and such. So. You know, whatever, whatever. I think you this say. is worth it. He, you know, lost a lot of weight. Um, just yeah, he changed really his body. He really did. Yeah. Uh, Not that that's like you know a must, but I think uh, again for the story you're telling, he pulled it off like perfectly. And it, uh, up against um, the wall, you know, when you got Heath Ledger and all these other iconic mm-hmm. Jokers, the pressure is on, and he very much made his own. Right. Um, and there's a lot of twist and turns to this movie, right? There's different kind of. Um, kind of tricks that the movie kind of plays on you in certain aspects. There's different kind of um, story beats they want you to kind of follow that don't turn out to be the right way or the wrong way or whatever it kind of turns out. So, like, I was kind of, like, on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, I read some of, like, the like in, kind of the script beats. This, like, but some of them had been changed. I did read where, like, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix were on set every day and they would change little things about the yeah. script. So what I read was, like, the you know, day one going to set script. So clearly like a lot of things had changed in there. The score was, the score was like a character in of itself. I was like creeped out by the music that they played. Um, There's one, there's one scene where they actually play like a legit song. Um, I won't spoil it now, but like, I was like, wow, like what a, what a song choice to pick in that moment. It was incredible. Yeah. There were, uh, there were some twists that I was kind of, expecting and some not not like major nothing like mm-hmm. ever shook me where i was like oh my gosh i can't believe they did that but right it was more like just enough to keep me intrigued uh with uh, that's what I, it was enough to not be predictable mm-hmm. for me right like i knew it would kind of probably turn into something what we got at the end but i didn't know right. how exactly they'd get there last 30 minutes um, of this movie are just bonkers crazy yeah I, I think um at some at one point in particular i felt uh like the setup was, I, I predicted kind of where they were going to go. And I wish they maybe had taken it a bit mm, interesting differently. I guess we'll get more into that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, for a standalone film, I mean, it didn't feel like a Todd Phillips movie. Definitely did not. No. Felt really like a just artistic take and a, his dumb comment on comedy. That was, yeah. Another speaking yeah. of like dumb comments recently. Yeah. Oof, um, man. Uh, yeah. We can just say that was a dumb comment. Move on. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I really like this a whole lot. The one, if I had like one negative about it, like I wish I understand why they didn't do this, but I wanted like Zazzy Beats's character to get like a little bit more, because what they gave her, I didn't understand. I was like, well, you could have taken that out of the movie completely, and nothing would have changed, in my yeah. opinion. And then they have scenes pertaining to that where I felt like you didn't need those to for us to get across what they were trying to tell exactly, us. Exactly. Right. The yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sophie. No spoilers yet. Okay. I just wish they like I like what they did with her. I, I just wanted more from her because I think seems she's like, like it awesome. was written out a bit. Like it could have been more of a part of his eventual uh, arc. Right. His eventual, I guess you could say, <coughs> uh, demise or his acceptance of who he right. was at the end of the film. I think it could have been a more but then I guess it, if you go that route and have her be more of like a major role in his transformation, well, then you kind of 
can be like, well, wait a minute, if that didn't happen with the girl, then he wouldn't have... Right. I, I feel like that's, that's what I say. Like, I understand why they didn't do it. It, yeah. it made sense at, at the end game of what her character ultimately is or was or whatever you want to say, but... Um, at the I guess same we time, were just wired I, to think like something was to come of that. Yeah, I was just like, I like her so much. Like, I think she's like super talented. I was like, I thought, I was like, man, like I wish you could just squeeze a little bit more out of her because she is like so super talented. Robert De Niro yeah. in this movie is fucking crazy. Like, he's incredible. Like, I bought him as like the talk show guy. Definitely. Like, like he uh, comes out and he's like pointing to the band and all this kind of stuff. Like, like that all these talk show hosts do now, late night talk show hosts. So I, I bought into him incredibly well. Like he's, he's. I think uh, so. Is it a spoiler to say another character that's in the film? Go ahead. So, um, what's uh, what's Bruce Wayne's dad? John Wayne or uh, Thomas Wayne? Thomas Wayne. Yeah. John Wayne. Thomas Wayne is in the film. Um, I, yeah, we already uh, know that he's in the film based off the trailers. Oh, okay. Um, I think you could have had the same, like he represented class more than anything. The rich aspect of it. I think yeah. you could have had De Niro's character represent that. I mean, he did in, in a way. Right. But he wasn't like out in front like, like Thomas Wayne's Right. Like, was, I, yeah. I would have enjoyed having, uh, Robert De Niro be, um, in a bit more, like a bit more involved with the, uh, the, I mean, he was like kind of on this pedestal and this, this, there was a separation of like reality and TV Right, which I, I again I understand that, but I also would have been intrigued to see if they took the story uh, in a place where he was more active in uh, Flex life before that build up. Right. So the turn um, and twist and stuff in the the kind of last act kind of goes differently than I thought it maybe maybe would have. You know, I like I think that everybody who's in the supporting cast in this do like an amazing job. Oh yeah, but because you're giving so much time for Joaquin Phoenix, like you know, you have to take the time away from something. I just think, right. like, well, there's like so the likes of Zazie Beetz, such and a rich Niro, character. So. I mean, right. there's a lot you can tell, and they they chose to focus on the Joker and uh, knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. So I'm gonna rate this out of a hundred. I'm gonna give Joker a. You said the audience score was a 92. That was the one I had in my head. So I'll go 93 just to up okay. the audience. So I'll go 93 out of a hundred. I guess we're not doing the five scale anymore. No, I feel like a hundred is just a good solid. Like, I guess you just fuck movie losers. Is what you're telling me? Well, you ain't made a video in forever. No, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Make a cat's movie uh, a video. That's Ew. really weird here for that movie. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, ninety for me. Okay, cool. Ninety is a good score. Ninety is a good score. Ninety is better that's than an A plus. That's anything an a you ever got on a test? Golly. Yeah. Let me look at your uh, elementary transcripts. <laughs> so you're going 90. I'm going to go 93. What would you say Joe would give this movie? 100. 105, easy. 105. Best movie of the year, best movie of the decade. Yeah. He'd just be like, what was it? Uh, what what's Joe's line that he always say? Joe says, honestly gives, uh, if you're an on cinema, at the cinema fan, they always give, they pretty much give every movie like five bags out of five bags of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like perfect scores, right? That's Joe. Every movie's Joe be like, changes cinema for him. Joe's like, I'm gonna give it 130, and that's the facts, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> he's reaching that bro audience. Joe is right. Yeah. Um, that that select 18 to 24 age bro audience. Right. Joe Joe fills the needs of financial officer and relatable millennial of the yeah, group. Definitely. Uh, 
So Joe, I'll just have it marked down. Cody, 90, me, 93, Joe, 130. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. going to be it? Okay, so awesome. Oh, that's going to be the end of the non-spoiler aspect of this. Uh, so if you have not checked out Joker yet, go ahead and pause this. Come back after you've seen it. Clearly, we rated it super high. So you should definitely go check it out. But now we're going to be talking about the spoiler aspects because, man, there's some really 7% awesome things. on the Mac, so... Uh, oh, fuck. All right. So we're going to have to... T- we're gonna have to talk. No, we can't uh, unplug quickly. it and plug this in. So yeah, we have to talk quickly, Cody. Anything that you want to bring up in spoilers? So I was uh, alluding to kind of I saw why they I saw like the the breadcrumbs leading towards the climax. I was like, oh, Robert De Niro, that'll be because in the trailers he goes on the show. I'm like, that's right. how we're gonna end this film. Um, I was expecting him to kill De Niro, mm-hmm. which he did. Um, but I was expecting there to be more, more like with either in the studio, he immediately kind of goes out and is arrested, and then there's like chaos on the streets, which I liked that part of the movie for sure. I love that part where he like takes the blood and he makes the the smile with his own blood yeah. in his mouth. That was fucking awesome. I like that too. Um, I was expecting more of like the uh, he was in the studio, cameras were on him still, and people were seeing it like out and about. Yeah. But we were going to have more of like a personal standoff in the. I thought Joker may even die. Um, I was expecting more of like a, a something in the studio, a climax. If we had De Niro like uh, throughout the movie more, I would have enjoyed maybe um, seeing what that would have been like. Right. Um, if you've got him kind of actually working with his him uh, and actually he's a rela- relatable uh, person more than just this rich uh, host. Um, but not the story they told. Totally fine. I, I like the way they went. Right. Um, I just uh, it was more kind of uh, euphoric the ending, mm-hmm. rather than like the Joker having a personal, you know, one on one like brutal <coughs> gunfight or you know, I don't know. Right. Um, but again, I, I liked <coughs> what they did very much uh, with the music and the, the lights, the cinematography, and um, I, I felt so the moment in the film. I guess I'm gonna get my kind of negatives out of the way first. Yeah, go ahead. Which those are just kind of nitpicky anyway. Yeah. Um, there was a scene uh, where. Joker was looking, I think, at a picture of Thomas, a newspaper clipping of Thomas Wayne, and Bruce was in the photo as well. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second the camera was going to, it was like over the shoulder shot. I thought it was going to zoom in, like uh, just uh, cut to the image of like Bruce close up, and I was like, don't do that. Don't make this about Batman. Right. Um, which it treaded that line a little bit. It did, yeah, a little and bit, And then that yeah. scene was kind of thrown in at the end, which... Uh, I didn't think was absolutely necessary. You're talking um, about the the Waynes getting shot, right? And right. I, Adam uh, beside me was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "You didn't see that coming, like from like a mile away." Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, that's where kind of my thinking. If if De Niro was in the movie more rather than Thomas Wayne per se, uh, I, I would have liked a bit more change. Actually, like uh, go go, 100 percent into not including really Batman or hints towards him at all, rather yeah. than like 90 percent. But again, that's that's kind of nit- nitpicking it for sure. I mean, they they went to a a space. Uh, I didn't expect them really to go um, in general, uh, and, and made a real artistic uh, movie about a, a character that we, I, we were already very much familiar with, and did a mm-hmm. a different take than I had ever seen. And it really had me again uh, feeling nervous as the whole film, and uh, and really in a, yeah. a weird spot. So kudos to what they decided to do because it worked. One thing that was like I was wondering throughout the whole film was like 
you have this uprising, right? People are wearing the clown masks and stuff, but they don't know who the ringleader is. And I was like, are they ever going to find out that Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur Fleck, that he is the guy, he's the guy who shot him in the theater, like in the, in the subway and stuff. Yeah. Cause he just kind of got on that subway at that one point with everybody in the full makeup and every, and nobody like bad an eye really towards him. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, like, okay. Is he just going to be an idea or is he actually going to be known as a figure? So I was glad that they kind of gave him that moment of everybody knowing this is our guy. He's our, our leader in this, in this kind of revolution. Yeah. So and they, they they made that like clear but not like super clear like Joker that's the real Joker he's a a symbol for us you right know? they didn't really have I'm just glad that they like didn't go in that direction yeah but they did like these amazing like little subtle tricks to let you know that this guy is just not somebody that can connect with people yeah there's the scene where they're in the uh, he's in the comedy club and he's sitting and he's taking notes and the guy's telling him jokes. But he's laughing off beat with everybody. So yeah. everybody laughs and he's sitting there and then everybody's quiet and he starts laughing. So like clearly like just to show you, like that guy just cannot connect with people. And it does a really amazing job like towing the line of like you being sympathetic for this figure right. and then also knowing, oh wait, no, he's just a really like bad guy at the same time. I like the laugh and I like I like the laugh. I like how they made it like so difficult for him. Like he's like his chest is hurting, he's coughing. And it's a medical issue. I, th- I like right. that. I didn't expect that. Neither did I. Right. And I also, it's also, uh, it's very believable that, like, he's taking care of his mom. You see her as, like, oh, she's older, and you're sympathetic towards that. And What do you think of the, the twist, like, where she said, you know, Thomas Wayne is your father thing? Like, when it first happened, what did you think? I like that because I was like, oh, I, I don't remember ever hearing right. that the Joker was Bruce Wayne's brother. I would have been interested to see where they took that if that was true, but then right. they made it to where she was like just delusional and right, like, abusive towards him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that as well. Like like, that well there, yeah. There's a million different ways you can kind of go with his origin. And uh, I like the way they handle that Zazzy Beats thing as well. The kind of quick little flash of showing that she was never in any of those positions. So see, see, I didn't need that. Like I, at that point, expected it when I, she so I, yeah. was in the apartment. I so, thought that yeah. was going to end in, in violence when it didn't. So in the original script, I'm hoping maybe this is um, kind of a, maybe maybe it was a deleted scene or something. He, and I think you see it actually in the trailer, so they probably cut this out at some point, but he's like walking down the hallway with flowers. He leaves her flowers and like leaves and like she like smells them and it like sprays like poison gas in her face or something like that, so. And kills her and she dies like right there in like the, the hallway. I think that would have been a bit off yeah i think uh, i think that was like the idea of how to end it but i think i think that scene served the purpose of like that's it that was his last ditch effort to see can i connect i imagined this mm-hmm. connection there or maybe he didn't realize he imagined I, I didn't quite i don't know if i i maybe need a second viewing to see if he knows that's all in his mind or so, if he was just willingly imagining that somebody told me after that scene though you see like ambulances like flashing lights like outside maybe hinting at he maybe was he violent ki- maybe he did kill her or something yeah but I'll tell you that moment where he like turns back to her and he like does like the shooting into the head motion. After that, the movie just like fucking goes to ten. Like where yeah. he puts the white face paint on, and like that was even more terrifying than his Joker paint. Where Brutal he's just, like, death the, of the the coworker, the, the and coworker, the small uh, person, uh, right with the with the chain lock on the door, and like like, like I told you. Everybody in the theater just did this the like gasped. audible groan. It was like, oh no, yeah. like he's fucked. 
and then he just let him go, which I thought was I thought that's the, the Joker, moment. just chaotic, really, right. more than anything. But yeah. I also thought that was the moment I was like, we we you see that scene where he's like rewinding the the TV because he wants to have that perfect walkout for when he's on the Murray Franklin show or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, like, so he is actually going to maybe kill himself because he just let this dude go. There's no consequences in life. He's just going to kill himself. I thought himself. they were um, kind of not like maybe paying a specific homage, but there, that was done like, I don't know, 30 years ago yeah. on camera and on camera suicide. Right. I thought that would have made, would have been an interesting way to, to end it as well. Like, again, there's that's why this movie was so good because I'm not sure where they're going to go exactly. Right. By the film's end, I was satisfied with the choices they made. So here's my question for you. At the very end where he's in the psych ward, do you think it was all in his head? No. I think I think shit like that's dumb. I, I hate that shit. Yeah. Like, and there's going to be video, YouTube videos made. Like, oh, what there's was already real? Thousand, what, there's already a thousand articles, it's dude. It's like, fuck off. There's already a thousand. Like, they already, I think comicbook.com asked to walk, like, um... I'm sure he loved that question. Asked Todd Phillips, and he was just like... What's it all into your head? Yeah, he was just like, oh, it's kind of up to you kind of thing. Yeah, goddamn, look, things could be vague. I'm I'm going to just go into the assumption that it did happen and that the joke he was going to tell, that he's like, oh, you wouldn't get the joke, is about him murdering the person, so... Yeah. Do we need to wrap it up? No, we're at 5%. Okay, so... My favorite part, Barbie just asked us what our favorite part of the movie was. Any From the time he got on the talk show, really was in, I love that shot where he's just like in the back and it's like dark blue and he's just sitting there holding the cigarette. Actually, you know what might, might be my favorite part is when he's dancing on the steps and you have the Gary Glitter rock and roll music playing. That's a memorable scene, definitely. That's, that's fuck. I was I was like shocked when they played that song. It just felt like a little jarring, but at the same time it was awesome. I think for me uh the exchange in the apartment was a pretty memorable scene uh Oh, you with the with the little guy and the the big dude as well, mm-hmm. where he stabs him. In the and then neck. there's that little moment where like he acts like he's gonna jump on the little guy, and, and he just like kisses him, him on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But uh, just uh, I want to see it again. The music, I really do. the overall atmosphere <sighs> so that was good. just really really nice. Oh, I just said him. <laughs> yeah, I just that's what I was talking about. For the, the two guys, thirty seconds where he stabs the guy in the neck. You don't listen to me. <laughs> It's you, you rich and privileged woman. You don't listen to downtrodden guys like me. Dude, yeah, what? You're like, uh, you're like the therapist in the movie. You're not listening to me. I like that. I, I still like that line. It was in the trailer where he's just like, "You don't listen to me." Like all you say, like, "Oh, have you had any negative thoughts?" All I have are negative thoughts. Like it's so good. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I cringed so hard when he was doing the stand-up routine. Because like anybody bombing on stand up just makes me cringe, and I right. just tw- I don't want to be there. Um, yeah. So, did you feel like the mother kind of came out as like a dislikable person in this movie? I didn't really like her. Like afterwards, I was like, "This dude takes care of you. He's nice to you, and you just fucking like abuse him as a child, and you like are delusional and fucking yeah." Like yeah, she, yeah. The the boyfriend abused him, but she left him like chained to like a furnace or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Radiator, I I, yeah. I like that. I, I didn't necessarily need that flashback scene either. But, yeah, it was uh, a little weird, but but I I bought into that. Yeah, like you can be a, a an older motherly figure and still be like fucked up um, and have done bad things. And right. he was like taking care of her, but yeah, it's tragic where she was the one of the reasons why he was fucked up and he just like suffocates her with the pillow 
Which is why well. I thought it would have been cool that yeah. I would have been cool if he was related to like he was a Wayne and like Bruce had this life and but again I think that would be more if you were focusing on this like origin of right with Batman more uh, and with tied into the story. And again I'm glad that was mostly not included. I said this on Twitter worst Alfred we've ever seen on screen. Uh, Alfred you want a, an older um or at least <laughs> younger like trustworthy um reliable like gentle feeling person. This guy just seemed like a, a Hardy's manager. Yeah. I told you he looked like Ricky Gervais to me, like a young Ricky Gervais for some reason. Mm. Um terrible, just a terrible Alfred. I, I was hoping he would just strangle him right through the fucking gate. And, and Bruce is just bed. like hanging around his million dollars. If a man ever tries to put his fucking mouth hands in my mouth, I don't care what age I am, I'm fucking like biting down on your fingers. Like I'm yeah. gonna fucking eat them shits. Um Anything else you wanted to talk about the movie? Anything, Cody, that you wanted to be? I just, uh, honestly, not really. I'd say go out and see it. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, form your own opinion. Well, um, if you're listening to the spoiler section, they've probably already, probably already seen it. Yeah, true. But uh, see it again. Yeah, see it again. Get it tell, on tell people to see it. It's uh, don't have any kind of idea of what to expect. Um, if you're like, if you haven't seen it, or if you're right. like, if people ask you, should I see this? I say tell them yes. Yeah, I'm interested to see what. My thoughts, yours and Joe and everybody else, Barbie and Bree. Well, Bree never saw it, but uh, maybe even Adam, if I get to talk to him, like after time has passed and we've kind of got to think about it maybe a little bit more, see it again. So, um, yeah, let us know what you thought about Joker. Tweet in, write us, let us know. But I think that's pretty much it, Cody. That's the pod, right? That's the pod. Yeah, check out um, a new episode of Blu-ray Backtalk on the Schmoes No feed. We did one for Toy Story 4 this week, so it got wild and crazy. I know you're probably thinking, Toy Story 4, why would I listen to that? It was strange and weird and got in just gross places. Um, but check that out. Write us. Cody's at Cody Polson on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Kieran underscore Bergen um, at Comic Losers Pod. Write it. Subscribe, review, rate, all that good stuff. Uh, let us know what you thought about Joker. Next week, Gemini Man and El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Let us know what you guys thought about those movies when you see them. Alrighty, guys. That's it for this week's episode. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Brad. was, without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. Thank you.